today. This feels like home. And my wife and I were driving all the way from Heathmont. Anyone know where Heathmont is? Does anyone know where Ringwood is? Okay, near there. And driving, and uh, despite how long it takes to get here, I feel like this is a good morning. I feel like I'm coming to church, which is a good thing. So why don't you give the Lord a great hand of praise, because he's a good God. And thanks, uh, Pastor Charles, for your kind words. They're very beautiful words. How many people love Pastor Charles? Three. We're getting there. It's a family. Yeah, that's right. The in-laws and everybody else that's here. But you know, um, how can you not love this man? He's got this beam. Come here. Come just, just stand right here. It's okay. Just turn around. It's the beaming smile, you know. And, uh, but he's such an incredible man of God. Um, I, no, no, we, I, no, because then, and I, I, I've noticed over the last few weeks, I was here a few weeks ago, and I noticed the Lord has obviously been using him, stirring up the gift in his heart and spirit. Can we do this this morning? Is this all right? Uh, you know, the words of knowledge obviously have been, I don't know if you've noticed, been pouring out in his life. And just today, you know, God putting something on his heart and feeling to pray, that, that is a great blessing for the church. So why don't we stretch out our hands towards him, that that gift on his life. Because this morning, I'm going to talk to you, I want to share with you the power of encouragement. So we might as well start from the beginning and let's encourage one another in the Lord as the Spirit of God enables us to, uh, as he's given all the honour and glory. So Father, we're going to pray for, for Charles for that, for that gift of knowledge just to increase in his life as the Lord wills in Jesus' name and that, Father, you would use him in a powerful way. Father, thank you for this man of God. Thank you for this minister. Thank you that, Lord God, you stir up the gift within him in Jesus' name. That, Lord God, it won't be just a gift that is used to facilitate building of the body of Christ here at Uni Hill Church, but that, Lord God, you would use him tremendously in every other platform that you have for him, Lord God, in the future in Jesus' name, that that gift of the word of knowledge will be released and imparted into him in Jesus' name, that your name would be made great. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's give the Lord another hand of praise. <laughs> William Arthur Boot, Ward, sorry, William Arthur Ward said this, Flatter me, and I may not believe you. Criticize me, and I may not forgive you. Encourage me, and I will not forget you. What I find interesting about words, words are a gift. And I don't know about you, but when I hear a word of encouragement over somebody's life, especially a word of encouragement over my life, I will probably suggest to you and encourage you that we will never forget an encouraging word when it's spoken over our life. How many would agree with that? I, I can tell you countless times in my life where there has been disappointment and discouragement and possibly some people not saying some kind words. Those words don't build. But I do remember the times where people have come along and spoken words of life and encouragement because they build us. And here at Unity Hill Church is a church, it's a growing church. It's an influential church. It has a preferred future in God. God is about to do a new thing. He's been doing good things, but he is the God of the new and he does new things every day. How many agree with that? So why don't we just pray? 
Heavenly Father, we just thank you today for your presence. We thank you for your church. Lord, you be honoured. You be glorified. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. We open our hearts and minds ready for you to do whatever you need to do. We give you honour. We give you glory. And we thank you this morning for the spirit of encouragement to rest upon your house. We receive your word today. We align our lives to you and to your word in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to speak to you this morning about the power of encouragement. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 11 reads, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other. Everybody say build. Nice and loud for me. Build. Build each other often. Just as in fact you are doing. It is assumed in this scripture, it's not just a a, a once-off event or one occasion. It's encouraged that continue on doing what you should be doing is encouraging one another in the Lord. How many agree with that this morning? Uh, Let me define for you the word encouragement. The word encouragement. N-E-N means to put into. So when we encourage somebody, the person next to you, or the person that you speak to, or the things that you might do this week, when you encourage, you are putting into somebody's life. The, the car or the encouragement is also to take heart. When I look at you today and I encourage you in the Lord, not only am I putting into you the words of God that he's placed in my life and my heart, but that person will also take heart. They might have been flat. They may have been discouraged. They may not be having a good day. Things aren't working out exactly as they planned. And how many have been there before? Three people. Thank you very much for your honesty. I don't feel so alone. But we all need words of encouragement. It gets put into our lives and we take heart because every one of us need to walk away encouraged to take heart, to receive strength and we keep on carrying on because our God is with us. Encouragement inspires, doesn't it? I feel encouraged today because of the kind words that have been spoken through Pastor Charles and others asking me, how are you today? How are you feeling? You're looking good. How many people, the people you looked at, you've told them you look good today? It's encouraging. It really inspires you. Philemon verse 20, there's only one chapter. It says, be a refresher of others. How many know Barnabas in the Bible? They call him, he was given the name, the son of encouragement. His real name is Joseph. And without Joseph and without Barnabas, Paul wouldn't have been able to do what he has achieved in the word of God. In Acts chapter 9, verse 27, through Barnabas, Paul was first accepted by the church. And that's the truth. The truth is, all they could see Paul was, was the one who was the accuser of the church. And we know the Bible says that Paul had a a Damascus Road experience, a conversion, and no one really wanted to accept who Paul was. But because of Joseph, because of Barnabas, the church accepted Paul. Through Barnabas, Mark 
was given a second chance recorded in Acts 15, 39. Basically, Paul uh, and Mark had, had, a, had a disagreement. And, and Paul wanted to go one way and take somebody else with him. And, but Barnabas, Joseph, stopped and said, you know what? I'll take Mark. And Mark was given a second chance. Why? Because someone encouraged him. Encouragement has power. How many believe that today? In Proverbs 3, 27, it reads, Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to act. How powerful is that? Do not withhold. Basically, what that means, if someone is actually doing a good job, if, if someone is achieving things in the Lord, if someone is doing well, don't hold back the praise. Encourage them. Turn to the person next to you and say, I encourage you. Not sure what you're going to do yet, but you are going to encourage somebody. Proverbs 12, 25. An anxious heart weighs a person down, but a kind word cheers them up. I hope that we would leave here this morning encouraged that you can face the week because Monday is coming and we need words of encouragement. That's what the body of Christ does. When we come together, we're here to encourage one another. There is power in a positive word. There is power in a kind gesture. And there is power in a kind gift. Now, do not confuse encouragement with flattery. There's no place for flattery. It doesn't change lives. Don't confuse it. We are called to encourage one another as the body of Christ. And if it starts here, and if it starts in our life in the body of Christ, it will filtrate and influence a community. Because every person needs encouragement. Can anybody say amen? I need encouragement, please. You got a great smile too. Yeah, thanks. The word we speak, it either encourages or discourages. You know, the reality is, who would you like to align yourself with? Someone who discourages all the time or someone who encourages? When I'm down, and I've had those days, and when I'm flat, I've had those days. When I've been discouraged, and I've had those days. When I don't feel like I can make it, I've had those days. When I don't feel like I can get up in the morning, I've had those days. When I felt a little bit depressed, I've had those days. I would rather go and align myself with someone who will encourage me and not encourage me to camp there, but encourage me to step out. Because discouragement will allow you to, in fact, if you're not careful, it'll try to give you the license that you can isolate. We're not called for isolation. We're called to be together with one another. And when we are with one another, it is amazing how we are encouraged. You know, I do believe that words bring life or death. You know, the power is right under our noses. It's the words that we speak. Each word is what a gift. Words can build you up or words can pull you down. I was reminded of that last night just as I was just praying and going through some notes and, and, and just 
believing God for a great service. And I just remember this weekend, I, I, will, be, I will confess, I, I have to be a little honest. I don't think I was all that encouraging. Yesterday, Saturday, my wife reminded me of that a couple of times. In love. But it's interesting, we just need to be reminded to create the habit to encourage one another. And I'll give you some keys on how to do that. In fact, I just want to honour my wife, Nicola. She is my number one supporter. Any woman that can put up with me for 27 years has got to be awesome. Yeah, thank you. You can put your hands together for Nicola because she's awesome woman of God. You know, she's my number one encourager. When she knows I need encouragement, she'll come along and encourage. And every woman in the house that has a spouse or a partner, yep, you've just touched his arm there. God bless you. You're doing a great job there. Brilliant. Encouragement will change someone's day. It makes life easier and it helps us carry on. Anyone ever observed geese? How many like geese? I'm not a particularly great fan of geese. I've been caught a goose a few times. Has anyone ever been caught a goose? You know, we, we think geese uh, are not intelligent. But in fact, there's been a research study taken out on geese. They're quite intelligent. And in fact, you could actually have a mirror image if you could study the life of geese and how they do life. It's quite interesting because if we could just take how they illustrate it into the life of the church, it's amazing uh, the sort of encouragement we could receive. Uh, let me tell you, have you ever seen geese fly overhead and you've heard them honk? And, and they sort of fly in a V formation. You ever seen that? Why, why does that happen? It's interesting. And if I could just illustrate that for you just for a moment, there's four things that, that geese do. You see, it's not by coincidence that every winter they fly to the south. In fact, by instinct, they always gather. It's not something that they're taught. It's something that they do by instinct. In fact, not only do they gather, that they reproduce. And when they reproduce, not only they're not selective in the senses, they're not, uh, they don't just keep it to themselves. They encourage others to join them as they're flying south in the winter. And they, they create this V formation, which is interesting because doing it together and the closer they stay together, they create what they call an uplift or, or a, 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 a lift, which actually gets them to their destination together 71% faster than doing it alone. So they have this concept of doing life together. And what is interesting is they share the load. So when the, the, the front goose is leading all the geese, when he gets tired or she or however you want to put it, gets tired, leaves the lead role and then somebody else takes its place. Because they've got a destination to get to and they do it together. They, they actually encourage one another to continue on. 
And I believe that's how we're encouraged in Acts chapter 2, verse 40, is that we are to meet together, have fellowship together. Because when we do it together, we are stronger and we are encouraged. And so they rotate that way. But the third thing is very interesting is this. When they start getting a little tired, or when they feel the, the, the goose in the front that he's leading is getting a little tired, what do they do? We hear it when they pass us. They make a noise, and it's honk, honk. They do that not just because they can give you a nice sound. They do that so they can encourage one another to keep on going and don't stop. So they automatically understand the power of encouragement. Wouldn't it be a good idea that if we were to get up this morning, be together to encourage one another? You're doing a good job. I'm not talking about flattery. I'm not talking about speaking something that doesn't exist, but every one of us have the potential and the power to encourage. It's like April. Your middle name's not May, right? Okay. What is interesting, April, I think I target you out every time I see you. It's terrible. But what is in a name? Now, our season... Of spring is not April, but overseas it's spring. So you, obviously your name means spring, but it's more than that. And so you need to be encouraged because there's, there's boldness on your life. And, and today I need to encourage you to take a hold of that boldness. Um, it's interesting because on the surface, many could see you as, as a shy person, but in fact, You're a leader and you're a planner and you want things done well. I don't know you that well. I haven't had a chance to speak to you and spend time with you. But you are also a builder. And builders like to plan. You've got an incredible future. Your name, my name means spring. So bring spring and joy into people's lives by what you do. By helping planning. You're going to plan people's lives. You're going to help plan people's lives. At the moment, there is a season. You're pretty occupied as a mum and enjoy the season because it doesn't last forever. Just enjoy it. But there's going to be also another season in your life where you're going to be released to build and a plan and you're going to be bold with it, April, in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a great hand of praise. So they encourage. But the fourth thing is interesting about the geese is when one of the birds get injured or shot and fall to the ground, two will leave the formation and go and attend the goose. What is interesting is they continue on on the journey to leave the formation to rest with that goose, either until it gets better or it dies. And then once that happens, they leave the injured goose and they go and join the formation. They continue on on the journey. You see, we've got a journey. And we've got a mission. We've got a plan. And we need to encourage one another as we go on that. But also at the same time, we need to carry one another's burdens. Isn't that true? Proverbs 16, 24. Pleasant words are a honeycomb sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. I believe encouragement unlocks and only discouragement disappoints. So I would like to leave you with some keys this morning about some of the practical things that you, you and I could do in our daily lives to encourage 
people or encourage one another. The first thing, encourage yourself. That's pretty simple. You've probably heard it all before, but encourage yourself. Put your hand on your chest and say, I encourage me. You see, David in 1 Samuel 30, he encouraged himself and he spoke the word of God over his life. In fact, in the Hebrew, it talks about meditation. It talks about to mutter the word of God, is to declare the word of God, to encourage yourself. Let it start with you. You know, I constantly find myself when I'm in those situations, I constantly find myself to to encourage myself. Come on, Nicholas, you can do it in Jesus' name. The name that is above every name, the name of Jesus, carries the authority. Come on, rise above it, son. Walk in the authority. When you're faced with challenges, anyone ever faced the challenge? When we were faced the challenge of our oldest son, when I was faced with many challenges over the last two years, and still on a journey. It's in those days you speak the word of God over your life and encourage yourself. Remember, our words will frame our world. They do. They do. And so we need to take the word of God, take our confession and line it up with the word of God. What does he say about you? I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am a man or a woman of God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is. If my God is for me, then who can be against me? For this is the day the Lord has made, and I will choose to rejoice and be glad in it because he's a part of it. Amen. The second thing is create a habit. Everybody say, create a habit. Hebrews 3.13 reads, But encourage one another daily as long as it is called today. You know, it's interesting because for some of us, encouraging may not come natural. But we can work towards creating a habit on how we are to encourage one another. What are some of the things that you could do to create that habit? Well, find a situation. Look into your environment. You know, I'm not saying that you need to create something that doesn't exist. But what I would encourage you to do, take every opportunity in that day for God to use you to bring a word of encouragement. It's not really hard to do. Every one of us have been encouraged, and I'm talking about appropriate encouragement, not inappropriate. So those areas are no-go zones. Sometimes when it comes to the opposite sex, you've got to be very, very careful what sort of encouragement you bring. I'm talking about encouragement, looking for the opportunity, looking into the environment. The girl, where's the young girl? Is it Anne-Marie that was on the keys? Hello, Anne-Marie, how are you? Yeah, another great smile. What is interesting, I just got a word of encouragement for you this morning, is that you need to rest. Just rest. It's actually okay to rest and wait on the Lord. You're a great person. You can see that. You love the Lord. You love his church. You love the people. But there is stuff, there is things going on in your world. And God, I just sense an encouragement. Just rest and wait because the Lord's got it all under control. Rest in that and you'll be amazed 
on the miracles that will follow. Rest in God. Wait on God. Because just recently, I just sense you've said, oh, God, when is this going to happen? And when's that going to happen? And I, Not that I'm a fly on the wall, but, I, but I, I can just sense it. Can anyone agree? No, be quiet, every one of you. <laughs> but I can sense in the Lord today, be encouraged because your God is with you, but to rest and wait and be patient because the answer's coming in Jesus' name. Amen? Give the Lord a great hand. He's a good God. You see, when you intentionally go and look for it, you'll be amazed you will find it. There's always a lot of negative that you can find. It's true. There's enough out there. If you want to look, if you, if you, want, if you want to find it, you'll find it. If you, if you look for it, you will find it. There is no doubt. There's enough negativity out there to last you a lifetime. Let's be people that live the opposite. We take a hold of God's Word over our life. Take a hold of God's Word for His church. See, well, that's why I love Pastor Nick. Who loves Pastor Nick? Uh, he, he's not only a good friend, but he's been a great mentor to me for many, many years. And uh, let me tell I'll tell you some secrets, but then I'll get in trouble. But gee, isn't he an encourager? He'll, he'll see the best in every situation and in every person, and that is a great quality of a pastor. The best days are yet to come. Really, to be honest with you, haven't seen anything yet. Maybe this building isn't big enough of what God, in fact, it's not big enough of what God's going to do in the future. But, but I love a man like that because he's encouraging. He sees the call of God. It takes a Samuel to look at a David and say, I see greatness in you. That's what it takes. It will take someone like you to see the potential of God in someone. Take the gift of words that are in your mouth and declare God's goodness and favour and potential upon a person's life. It is amazing how their life would become unlocked in Jesus' name. So create a habit. And what do you do with it? When you receive it, share it. You don't have to be someone who feels that you've got a a, a gift of prophecy on your life, but every one of us have been really called to encourage, to encourage one another. And I tell you, if you look for it, you will find it. I'd rather be alongside someone who encourages than someone who discourages. So be careful how much you listen to 3AW. Anyway, let's keep on going. We all can encourage. Why? Because it, you know what? It brings strength, it brings encouragement, but it also brings Comfort. It's basically, you know, when you, when you create the habit, you're also seeing people for who they are. You know, you've, you've been through a few challenges and I know there's a couple at the back there I've spoken to have had a few challenges and everybody's had challenges in life. But you know how you can encourage someone by just pausing and stopping and please look at them in the eye. Can I just encourage you, when you're talking to somebody and you're finding a situation, look at somebody in the eye and give them your attention. Now, I live a busy life, a full life, and so does many others, but I still put safeguards in my life that people are not a commodity, people are people and they matter to God. And everything that they say has come out of an experience. And you may not like what comes out of their mouth, but you just take a moment to listen and you'll be amazed what their heart is saying. 
So take the time to look into somebody's eyes and ask them, how are you? And don't push it if they feel uncomfortable. Have some respect and have some kindness and have some, you know, just make sure you protect those wonderful people. The Duke of Wellington, the British military leader who defeated Napoleon at Waterloo, was not an easy man to serve under. He was brilliant, demanding, and not one to shower his subordinates with compliments. Yet, even Wellington realized that his methods left something to be desired. In his old age, a young lady asked him, what if anything he would do differently if he had his life to live over again? Wellington thought for a moment, then replied, I'd give more praise. You see, as encouragement, we need to encourage ourselves. The second thing, we need to create a habit. But the third thing, you know, something practical and simple. Why don't you just make a call? How simple is that? Now, I know some of you don't call anymore. You text or you texting. I'm not sure the right way to say it, but all I know, there's a lot of it going around because it's unlimited texting. It's cheaper for the younger generation. But it's important to understand, look at me just for a moment, church. When you are in a situation and someone out of the blue randomly either texts you or sends a message to you or gives you a call and says, I've just been thinking about and praying for you, how do you feel? How do you feel? You, that person could have been praying for you and has, was praying for you. Or if you reverse that, someone in their home could be praying to the Lord, Lord, are you really there? And a phone call just comes saying, hey, I was just thinking about you the last five minutes. I thought I'd just leave you a message. That in itself could uplift and build someone's life at that moment. How many agree with that? It's not always having the answer. Sometimes we feel the pressure of having the answer. We don't always have the answer. And guess what? We don't always have to have the answer. It could mean, hey, I've just been thinking about you this morning. How's it all going? All good? And sometimes it's taking that and affirming why you've got the power to do so. When someone does a good job, affirm them. Validate them for what they are and who they are. John. John. I was praying last night, interesting, and uh, you came to mind. And I feel the future is going to sh- it's changing shape for you. A few things are going to change shape. Maybe, I'm not sure how it's going to look. Maybe your vocation has been a bit of a, a stirring in your heart. Things are taking place in your life. And right now there is a stirring and your life is about to change shape. But it's for the good. It's a new season it's a new day, but as I say this, I just feel there's a, there's a word of confirmation coming of your, out of your life, in your life right now, that now it's taking shape. Something's going to change, and, uh, and it's okay. God's in it, and he's going to take you on that journey. In the next six months, things are just going to totally change, preparing you for 2017. All right? It's one day at a time. Do not stress by it. Do not get worried about it. God's got it all under control, but your world is now going to change shape. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. The, the, the impact and the influence that you're having on people is quite amazing, more than you actually think. 
Not a lot is said, but a lot is happening. Um, The influence that you're having is more than you actually could comprehend. Keep on going. Keep on doing. Keep on doing the things that you do. And be the man that you're called to be. Keep on doing that, and God will continuously increase it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a great hand of praise. He's wonderful. The next thing, number four, sometimes just being there. Just turn to the person next to you and say, I will be there for you. It's being together. If you read Hebrews 10.35, it reads, Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. Do you find it interesting some mornings when you wake up, and please you don't have to put your hand up, that you, oh, I don't know if I should do this or not, but you, you actually don't feel like getting out of bed. This is a really good church, man. Everybody's so righteous. It's unbelievable, you know. Or, or, or you get up in the morning and you, you start to, you just got to be careful because, you know, it's a nice day and you think, what a beautiful weather. It might be the last weekend that we've got this sort of weather and we could go for a walk, we could go to the market. It's okay. One week won't hurt. If, is anyone? I'll put my hand down. And, and, and you start to justify things and, oh, should I? It's probably in those times when you're thinking that way is probably you need to get together. It's in those times you think, no, I'm going to go to the house of God. But isn't it interesting when you push through that and you end up coming to church, how different you are when you leave? Isn't that true? Thank you. You can really feel flat. If it's not a corporate thing, it could also be an individual thing. I turned around to Pastor Charles and I said, there is a really good sense of God's presence here this morning. And I'm in the front row. I'm looking around, people lifting their hands. I'm thinking, if they can do it, I can do it. Let's worship together. And it's amazing. It's amazing when you can sit in your chair, you stand, start to worship God. And maybe there was a few things that God needed to correct it. But if you weren't here this morning, just maybe it wouldn't have given room for God to correct the attitude that is in our heart. So when we leave, we are better people. Isn't that true? You may not feel like worshipping, but who said that we always feel like we worship? Worship is about extending our life in faith and saying, God, you are God, despite if I feel it or not. If I was to go by feelings, I'd be a mess. Sorry, I'd be a mess. When the doctors tell you we're not sure where we're going, we're not even sure if your son's going to live. Hey, all I've got is faith and worship and declare the Word of God in Jesus' name. Oh, that's a bit too exciting. Oh, did you see it? My wife says, smile because you look really mean. But it's true. It's true. How different do you feel when you come together? Because when you come together, you encourage one another. I love God's house. Things happen in God's house. Miracles happen in God's house. Oh, I remember a while back, 
one church meeting. I was the pastor then. I'm pastorless at the moment. And I'd walk down there, I'll come to the front and say, I just didn't. Okay, just don't be like it. And then all of a sudden you turn to your side and then there's this young guy over there. He's got his hands up. He's like, oh, God. I'm not going to look at him. I'll look over there. (laughs) And there's another one because Marie was leading, I'm sure. And over there. Pause. How encouraged do you feel when you look at them touching God and say, I'm not missing out on that. Oh, Jesus, I'm going to come together and I'm going to be encouraged by these people. That's the spirit of encouragement. Amen. How you doing, church? The next thing, the good one, is to listen. How do you become more an effective encourager to listen? Listen to God so you have the opportunity to encourage others, to be prepared. To be prepared is to prepare your heart and life for what's coming next. Be prepared so you can actually do something about it. He may put someone on your heart this morning, like I was praying last night, and I'll say it, this morning, I'm not going to ask you to come in. Marie, is it the um, kids' leader? What an incredible woman. And I know some of her challenges. I think her brother has faced many challenges over in the UK, met up with them a few times in their family. But what an incredible blessing to have someone like Marie in the church because good kids, pastors and leaders are hard to find. But you know what? They're needed, they're necessary. So I want to tell you, When you see Marie, and I know you've said it before, you need to just pat her on the back, give her a good hug and tell her you're doing an incredible job because if it wasn't for her, if it wasn't for the kids pastors in our church when Michael was younger, I'm not sure, you know, they they put something into his life. So we need to honour and encourage. So do you think you can leave here today and encourage her? She won't know what's hit her. Just encourage her. If, If 200 of us did that, mate... She'd be, oh, they, I'm validated. I feel really good. Just encourage her in Jesus' name. And the last point, you know, notice people. Just notice people. I, I remember a long while back I was at a restaurant called Bar Bosch. Bar Bosch in Knox, Ozone. And the Lord used me that day because I was sitting having a meal with somebody. And the waiter came up. His name is Andrew. I didn't know what his name was at that point. And he came up. And I looked and I noticed him. And all of a sudden, I got a, a sense in my heart, God's going to speak to this man. And, and I'm there and I'm, I'm sitting with this other person. And I go, okay, Lord, I've noticed him. What is it you want to do? I noticed God... He looked a little flat, but God spoke to me. He came up the second time and I said, excuse me, what's your name? And he told me his name. And I said, look, 
I don't want to sound weird, because sometimes we can sound weird. I said, I'm just a minister, and I explained what that meant, and I've just been watching you, and I feel I've got a word of encouragement. Now, what does that mean? And I felt God speak to me. So this is what I do. I cut a long story short. He goes, okay. And I said, there's two people in your world right now that don't live in this country, but I feel like they're close to you, and I'm pretty sure that your parents, and they are praying for you to come back to God because you've got a call of God on your life. And it's, I said to him, it's time to come home. It's time to give God your life because he wants to use you. And these two people are praying for you daily. And as he's standing there, he starts to cry. He woke up that morning. His name is Andrew, and now he's pastoring a church in America. And he tells this story everywhere, and I've become famous. <laughs> and, and the interesting thing is, he spoke to me that morning. He said, you know what? I woke up this morning. I said, God, you need to speak to me. You need to speak to me. His mum and dad were missionaries overseas. Isn't that God? To bring a word of encouragement to bless somebody's life. So notice people. Let every detail of your lives in Colossians 3.17. Let every detail of your lives, words, actions, whatever be done in the name of Jesus. You see, encouragement revives your spirit. Now we're going to come to a close, so if someone could assist me. When you notice people and you watch their lives, it's amazing what you see, the things that they do. It doesn't take a lot, does it? But if you can build this, the spirit of encouragement in your house, because the house is bigger now. How many know that? It's bigger than what it was 12 months ago. And it's going to be bigger again in the next 12 months. I have no doubt. I'm convinced of it. So as the house gets bigger, the more encouraging we need to become. So when you notice people like Cliff over here. In fact, Cliff, just come over here for a moment if you wouldn't mind. You haven't got any children with you. I've known Cliff for a while. Conducted his wedding a few years ago. I'm standing here because I love standing on these platforms with Cliff because if you turn to the people, Cliff, look look how tall I am. But then I come down here. There's something about this guy. I miss him heaps because I don't get to see him as often he used to be in my church. But you know, this guy, if you just hang around with him long enough, you'll walk away feeling like a million bucks. It's like, oh, I'm going to conquer the world. Why? Because he's got a spirit of encouragement on his life that he's got a heart for people. And he says, are you okay? Is there anything I can do for you? This is a good man who's got a credible leadership on our life. And as a church, we're blessed. So we're blessed by you, the man of God, because God's going to use you in a powerful, powerful way in Jesus' name. Just because you're six foot five or six foot four, I'm still bigger than you. So put your hands for the Lord. Give the Lord a great hand for this man. Encouragement. Who feels encouraged? I feel encouraged. Monday is coming. He 
is that your dad? Is your dad here today? That's your dad. The man with the glasses. That's your dad. I haven't seen him for 30 years. God bless you. Great to see you. What's your dad's name? Michael. That's it. God bless you, Michael. God bless you. You need to be encouraged. Be encouraged. Here's a credit to you. Amen. Praise God. Good to see you, Michael. Bless you. That really encouraged me. Just remember that. When someone says it, when they give you a bit of praise, just remember to say, that really encouraged me. Madam, sounds very old, madam, doesn't it? That's the only thing I can I know. Be encouraged to today. Don't let the weight, there's a, there seems to be a bit of a weight. I pray, God, that weight just be lifted off you in Jesus' name. Amen. Just a weight. That there'll be a sense of confidence that will come upon your world and your life today. That this week, you'll be, there'll be a sense of confidence and a sense of tenaciousness and a sense of, a sense of boldness. You say, no, I can face this. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in me. We can conquer this. You've identified it. You know it's there. But God says, we can conquer this. In Jesus' name, God is with you. All right? Go in strength. Go in encouragement. In Jesus' name. And just remember, church, as we come to the end, is this. That we have the great comforter, the Holy Spirit, to encourage and empower our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. And the last quote for the day. If you think you're too small to have an impact, try going to bed with a mosquito. Father, today we honour you, we glorify you, we thank you for your church. We thank you for its purpose, we thank you for the plans, we thank you for, its, for the pastors, Pastor Nick and Meredith. We thank you that they will feel refreshed today in Jesus' name. We thank you for Unihill Church, we thank you for its people, in the name of Jesus. We thank you that we would leave here today encouraged and blessed, knowing that our God is with us. And we leave this place revived in our spirit because we are encouraged in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. I don't know about anybody else. I kept thinking of the Mighty Ducks. Does anybody know? You know, like a Charlie, Charlie. Oh, it was all about encouragement, wasn't it? So, hey, just want to thank you for being here today. God is good. Thank you, Pastor Nicholas. That was very encouraging. And I began to weep at the end of that service because the power of encouragement 
uh, it, it does help you go on. I wrote down all those principles. If we could put those into play, imagine how much this community could be impacted just by encouraging. You know what? When, when Pastor Nick talks about pastoring your row, you now have practical steps in what you can do. Listen, be there, be encouraged, eh? God is good, isn't He? Fantastic. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, next week will be a great week. We have Pastor Greg Murray preaching. Pastor Nick will be back. Meredith will be back, so it'll be great. So have a blessed week. There's tea and coffee out the back, and we'll see you next Sunday. God bless. Thank you.